Have you ever wanted to raise your hand and ask a question during the Sunday morning sermon? Are you looking for a place where you can find real hope? Join us on the Real Life Living in the Here and Now podcast as we tackle life's most unwelcome questions and learn to live free and real. Each week we will take on a subject that cuts through the hype and deals with the hurt and brokenness everyone has but doesn't know where to begin. And now let's join Joe and Jeremy as they get real with themselves, with God, and with you. Welcome everybody to Real Life, Living in the Here and Now. Uh, we're so happy that you would join us today. And today we're going to start a brand new series on truth. And I will uh, just want to take this time to say that if you haven't listened to our series on identity i would encourage you to go back and listen to those episodes as well um just really uh really diving into uh, finding your identity true identity in christ and so uh we had fun with that and we we really hoped you it was a blessing to you guys and again today we're going to dive into truth before we do that i just want to give a shout out to our brother that's here with us today scott napier he's the uh the voice that you hear on our uh, intro and outro to each episode and he's kind of uh, really helped us and blessed us a lot with our sound here. Even today, we've kind of struggled and, and jumped through a bunch of hoops trying to get these things figured out with our microphones and so forth and so on. So we just want to uh, give a shout out to him and say thank you. Um, and so, Joe, truth. Uh, well, uh, again, I just want to say I appreciate uh, appreciate Scott. I mean, I've known Scott for a very long time. We actually met doing radio, uh, doing a radio program. And uh, that's how we got introduced, and uh, you all probably know him as the voice of the morning show, 101.1 WSGS and Hazard, and we met and became great friends and uh, started preaching at his church a lot, and they finally, I think, got tired of me, and, uh, you know, it's got a, I've got an expiration date, if people uh, didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I honestly can't believe they, they put up with me that long. But uh, you're like a pack of fresh ham. Like yeah. for a certain period of time, you make a real good sandwich, but after that, it starts to sour. Exactly, exactly. So uh, that so that ran its course. But uh, no, uh, you know, God puts people in our, in our lives for seasons, and God has used me in seasons like that in different churches and different places, speaking into people's lives. And 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 what we're doing here today is kind of the same thing. We want to um, bring. Um, topics to people that maybe people don't talk about Jeremy and church or things that um, you know people maybe don't know where to start um, you know I want to start off by just saying that um, all of us have questions we all struggle with things uh, even our faith from times to times we wonder you know where's God and you know is God really sovereign is God who he said he is and if you look back at John the Baptist you know, he was the forerunner of the Christ. And, you know, God revealed to him that he was the, the Messiah. and But yet when he was in prison and he was facing death, he asked his disciples to go ask Jesus, is, is he the one or should we look for another? And we all get to those points in our life, those crises where we question truth. You know, is this really true what I what I believe what I'm living here what I've dedicated my life to you know is this really worth giving my life for and we have those questions and and it's okay and I you know and I, I tell my kids this it's all right it's okay to have questions it's okay to you know Thomas Jefferson said to question everything and the thing about it is with with Christianity with the word of God it can handle your 
your questions. The Bible is reliable. You know, we hear people say things. They just have this built-in response to God's Word. Well, it's, how can you trust it? You know, there are more historical documents to back up the accuracy of Scripture than all other historical books combined. Yeah. Without question. Um, the Dead Sea Scrolls, the things that we find, the, the accuracy of that, uh, to the point where scribes were so meticulous in writing Scripture, if they made one mistake, yeah, even if it was just one letter, they tore up the entire scroll and they started all over. So what we want to start talking about today is truth. And we live in a, in a day and time where, uh, you know, people question what truth is. But I want to go back to uh, the Word of God in John chapter 18. Uh, when they brought Jesus before Pilate, Pontius Pilate. And again, if you want to study history and study who Pontius Pilate is, there's so much in there that is so good. Uh, in verse 33, the Bible says, Then Pilate went back into the headquarters and called for Jesus to be brought to him. And he asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus replied, Is this your own question, or did others tell you about me? Am I a Jew? Pilate retorted. Your own people and their leading priests brought you to me for trial. Why? What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. It is where, if it were, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders. But my kingdom was not of this world. Pilate said, So you are a king. Jesus responded, You say I'm a king. Actually, here's, here's what he said. Actually, this is why he was born. I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. All who love the truth recognize what I say is true. And Pilate said, What is truth? Then he went out again to the people and told them, He's not guilty of any crime. We know what happened there. So we look at why Jesus, well, Jesus came to save us. Yeah, Jesus came to give his life for sinners and shed his blood. All that is true. But Jesus said, Actually, why I really came was to testify of the truth. And Pilate said, Well, what is truth? Well, Jeremy, that's what we're going to deal with today. What is truth? Um, if you look at the Roman Empire, it really resembles the world today, especially America. So much paganism, so much other religions, so so many things that they were into, to the point that they didn't didn't even recognize what the truth was. Yeah, it's it's a really good topic for the day that we live in because, I mean, again, going back to social media and and everything else, we have tons of different things pulling for our not only our attention but but truth what you have so many different um, uh, inputs from so many different places and so many different people that saying well this is true that's true this is true that's true I experienced it you know growing up I heard one thing and then and then young folks graduate and go to college and they got professors saying well this is true and that's true and, and so there's a lot of different things that are kind of pulling at you and you owe it to yourself like Joe was saying earlier you can't just accept anything you have to really weigh things, and you have you, you to, to experience freedom. You have to get to the core of what is true and why you should should hang your entire life on it. And, and something I want I want to point out too is is if you're listening to this in terms of truth, I think that uh, you you have to understand what we're talking about. There's we're looking at two different things. One is a 
is our standard. It is the truth that's built on rock that is unshakable. The other truth, which I think a lot of people are really familiar with, is more of like a relative opinionated truth. And so, for example, if I say, Joe, that, hey, my favorite cheeseburger is a McDonald's cheeseburger, and you say, well, no, my favorite's a Wendy's cheeseburger, or which one is right? I'd say Robinson's cheeseburger. Well, yeah, Robinson's in Manchester is definitely the best. <laughs> but that's uh, a close second. But no, in 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 those cases, our to uh, to me, my favorite, to what's true is to me would be McDonald's or Robinson's. Yours may be something completely different, and that's okay. We may have different opinions on what shoes are most comfortable, or what your favorite clothing is, or yada yada yada, whatever. And so, but what happens is we take those relative truths and we want to place it on other things like God well I believe in Jesus well so and so believes in something else well and, and that, that this is the case where you know there is a there's a standard truth that is not it doesn't matter what you think it doesn't matter what I think it's just the, the standard so for example if you're on I-75 and get pulled over for going 80 and you tell the cop well hey you know uh, and, and I believe what's true for me is a speed limit's 80 he's not going to say you know well you know what you're, you're right I think you know it, it, it's, it's whatever you think no the standard is 70 miles an hour that's it for everyone it doesn't matter what you think that's the standard and so what we're talking about here there are things that are different there can be different quote-unquote truths as far as your personal preference and things like that but there is another truth that is this ground truth it's standard truth well and the reason we do that is people want to make up a world in which you know they exist that is whatever they want it to be you know they, they basically make up their own god and their own religion you know and people say well my god would never do that so well, yeah you're, you're right your god would not do that because your god doesn't exist you know people say well truth is relevant but that only works when it's to their benefit right you know so that was well, stealing's not wrong well that's probably because you're a thief Right. You know, it's not wrong to sleep around. Well, it's probably because you like sleeping around. Yeah. You know, the thing about it is the law of gravity exists whether you like it or not. If you go out here and you jump off this building, you will hit the ground 100 out of 100 times. Actually, it's probably going to be one time and it's going to be over. But that is an absolute fact. That is absolute truth yeah. that fire burns, water drowns, and if you jump off this building, you're going to be severely injured or killed you know that's the absolute truth so what we want to talk about today is how do you distinguish what is true and what is not and what i want to tell people is that you owe it to yourself to examine the evidence there is so much evidence of the existence of god even the resurrection of jesus christ the truth of scripture who jesus was now we can't just say jesus was a good person a good person wouldn't claim he was god yeah. Okay. He was either a liar, one of the greatest liars that's ever lived. He was either Lord, who he said he was, or he was a lunatic. Yeah. There, there's no middle ground. He either was God or he wasn't God. Okay. We would not say that about anybody that's walking around today. Hey, hey, I'm God. Well, you know, he's a good guy. He's a good moral teacher. He's a he's a decent guy. We we wouldn't do that at all. He would either be. Uh, you know, a liar. He would be who he said he was, or he'd just be a crazy person. Sure. Normal people, sane people, don't claim 
the things that Jesus claimed. They don't claim that they can rise from the dead. They don't claim that they have the power to, to heal the sick. And they don't claim that they can forgive sins. And they don't claim to be the Son of God. Yeah. You know, sane people don't do that. So right. you have to throw that argument out the window. He can't be just a good moral teacher. He can't be just... And even, even Muslims recognize Jesus as a prophet. Yeah. But he can't just be just a prophet. Yeah. He either is who he says he was or he's not. So how do we find out, you know, if he was who he said he was? A um, couple of things I want to deal with right now. You hear people today say, well, I believe in science, you know. I, if science can't prove it, then I don't believe it. So let's talk about scientific proof for a minute, okay? Uh, you know, I'm amazed at how inconsistent people are um, to the modern thinking that where it has descended to. Um People want to. They think you can prove everything by, by science, but we all accept many facts that cannot be verified by scientific methods. We cannot scientifically prove anything about any person or event in history. I can't prove by science what I ate for supper yesterday. Okay, I scientifically cannot prove that John F. Kennedy was president. It's not scientifically possible. We need to understand the difference between scientific proof and what I call legal historical proof. And let me explain that for a minute. Scientific proof is based on showing that something is a fact by repeating the event and the presence of the person questioning the fact. It is done in a controlled environment where observations can be made. You can draw data from it. You can form a hypothesis. And with empirically, you can verify it. Now, the scientific method, however, it is defined is related to a measurement of phenomenon and experimentation or by repeated observation. So here's how you test, then you test it. Testing the truth of a hypothesis by the use of a controlled experiment is one of the key techniques of the modern scientific method. Now for example, let me tell you, someone claims that ivory soap doesn't float. So how do you prove that? I claim that it does float. So to prove the point, I take the doubter to the kitchen. I put about eight inches of water in the sink, heat it up to 82.7 degrees, and I drop the soap in the water. We make the observations. We draw the data, and we verify my hypothesis, which is ivory soap floats. That's how you do that. Now, if the scientific method were the only method we had for proving facts, we couldn't prove that you watched television last night or that you had lunch today. There's no way you could repeat those events in a controlled situation. So people say, well now if you can't prove the Bible by science, then I can't believe it. Well, you, it's impossible to prove that. The other method of proof we like to talk about is legal historical proof. It's based on showing that something is a fact beyond a reasonable doubt. Now in other words, we reach a verdict on the weight of the evidence and we have no rational basis for doubting the decision. Legal historical proof depends on three kinds of testimony. Oral testimony, written testimony, and exhibits like a gun or a bullet, notebook. In other words, something yeah. you can see, touch, things like that. Using the legal historical method to determine the facts, you can prove beyond a reasonable doubt that you went to lunch today. How do you do that? Your friend saw you there. The waiter remembers seeing you there, and you have a restaurant receipt. You have beyond a reasonable doubt the same thing if if you have an alibi. You were you know you were committed of murdering somebody at 10 a.m. today, 
and you're at such 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 place time you've got eyewitnesses you've got testimony you've got written proof you've got all this legal historical facts to prove that it was impossible for you to be there the scientific method can be used to prove only repeatable things it isn't adequate for proving or disproving questions about persons or events in history the scientific method isn't appropriate for answering such questions as did George Washington live was Martin Luther King Jr. a civil rights leader? Was Jesus of Nazareth? Who was Jesus of Nazareth? Does Barry Bonds hold a baseball one-season home run record? Was Jesus Christ raised from the dead? These questions are outside the realm of scientific proof. So that's why I tell people you have to examine the evidence, the historical evidence beyond a reasonable doubt. Some of that that I read too, Jeremy, is from a book called More Than a Conqueror that was, or More Than a Carpenter, I'm sorry, written by Josh McDowell who literally took a challenge from other college students that he was in school with to disprove the Word of God. He literally traveled the world. He spent his life researching the evidence, the historical evidence, the written evidence, the oral evidence of the existence of, of Jesus Christ and the historical accuracy of Scripture. So, you can't, and here's another thing, you can't just say something's not true and not offer an alternative. Yeah. You can't, so I don't believe in God. Well, okay, then what do you believe in? And can you prove it? Okay? People say, well, I don't, I don't believe in a virgin birth. I said, well, do you believe in evolution? Well, yeah, then you believe in a virgin birth. What do you mean by that? You believe the scientific impossibility that nothing created everything. That's yeah. a virgin birth. Yeah. But you you can't just throw out the claims of Christ, the claims of Scripture, simply because you say you don't believe in miracles or you can't prove it scientifically. Yeah, I think, um, and going through college and especially in the biology program and everything, yes, this is a real battle for me because at, at, at the end of the day, science is science, you know, yada, 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 whatever. It's, it's going to show a lot of things. It's going to prove a lot of things. But at the end of the day, when we get to some of these like big root questions, where did we come from? Like how did it, how did things start? You have to get to this point where you have to realize science can only take you so far. Even when, when whether you're talking about us believing in God or you believing in evolution in terms of you know nothing created everything, the, the faith comes in. Whether you believe one or the other, you can't like you're saying you can't open up you know and look at you know scientific hardcore data things that you know that lay out this perfect little picture and, and something i want to say too is romans uh, chapter 1 verse 22 says professing to themselves to be wise they became fools i think there's like an intellectualism or whatever in america today where people think that i mean they're so intellectual they know so many things that that actually causes them to get bound up and and and, and it it stops them from kind of they have to have such a hardcore type of um, I don't even know how to put it into words but like like we're saying this scientific proof so to speak in quotations that it limits to what they can believe without even realizing that a lot of the things that we're believing like you said it it takes a lot of faith if you don't believe in God and let me just going back to the evolution thing if you believe that there was nothing and then in the the cosmos was created by this kind of random mixture of things that evolved millions of years into what we are today let me tell you something that requires a whole lot of faith 
that you know when you say millions of years ago listen the fossil record and things like that is so inconsistent this there's a lot of gaps there's there, yes there's a lot of things you can see in there but even when, when you're talking about carbon dating for example it only takes you so far there, there's, a lot, there's a lot of things that are inaccurate about those and and to be quite frank you know just to, to not go any further with this Regardless of what you believe about these big, deep-rooted questions about, you know, where we come from, where we go when we die, what's our purpose, you know, all those things, you have to get to a point where you realize that science only goes so far, and it requires a lot of faith. Yes, we can look, like you're saying, there's a lot of evidence we can look at. And matter of fact, that's what got me at the end of the day when I was in college. When I look around at, at the mountains, when I look at human beings, and, and the fact that I can look at you right now, Joe and Scott, and I can I can remember names, I can remember events, we have emotions, we have feelings. You know, I look at, again, the stars of the sky, I look at all these things around me. It's just like a painting. If you see a beautiful painting, or you hear a song that's really good, or you watch a movie that's really good, what's the first thing people usually ask? Who done that? Who made that? Who painted that? Who wrote that? When I look at all of creation, the first thing that comes to my mind is, who made that? Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that's, that's where God can... You can look at the evidence and... Okay. When you talk about faith, though, what most people believe that is is blind faith, and that's not what we're talking about. Right. We're talking about experiential faith. Uh, I believe that when I get in my truck today to leave, I, I have faith that the brakes are going to work. Why? Because they worked today. They worked yesterday. They worked the day before that. They've worked every time I've gotten a truck. Okay, I believe that because of the evidence, because of the uh, my experience with that. The Bible actually says, "Well, what is faith?" The Bible says, "Faith is the substance." That means substance. What is that? Something I can touch. Yeah. Some substance of things hoped for. The evidence that you don't understand what faith is. Substance and evidence of things not seen. So faith is something you can touch, feel. Yeah. It's something you can remember. I, I I have faith in God because of my history with Him and what I've seen Him do, and and what I know that He will do in the future for me. I have it based upon the historical evidence, based upon the accounts that I've I've seen, based upon my personal experience with Him. I have substance and I have evidence. So those that that say, well, they just throw that out again. Have you offered an alternative? Have you examined the evidence? I mean, really examine the evidence. We've never seen before in history what people claim to say that they've seen in evolution. We've never seen a building drop out of the sky. We've never looked at a painting that just appeared without a painter. We've never seen a building without a builder. We've never seen any of that. We've never seen randomness become order like that before. So you have to examine the evidence. You have to offer an alternative. And next week, Jim, we get back into it, I want to... go through a few things that how we could test to see if something is true and this will help you going forward in your life yeah so we, we've covered a lot of topics today guys and we just want to again say thank you this whole this whole truth thing there's a lot to it just like identity and every other thing we're going to talk about it's, it's hard to cover it in a quick quick amount of time so we want to uh, we don't want to overwhelm you we want to kind of leave our conversation where it's at for now and uh, our next episode we'll continue diving into truth again thank you so much for listening we appreciate everybody uh, if you would it would mean a whole lot to, to get on there leave us a review leave us a comment um, and we really hope you uh, have, have been blessed by it and uh, until next time keep it real Thank you for joining the Real Life Podcast. You can subscribe to our program anywhere podcasts are available. Stay up to date by subscribing to our show. Join us next week as we tackle real life together.